I'm Kevin Gale, voice of the Crusaders, and this is Seder Stories, the official podcast of Holy Cross Athletics, presented by UMass Memorial Health. Today, we continue our Crusader coaching profiles with the Holy Cross head coach of women's lacrosse, Amanda Belichick. Coach Belichick is in her eighth season with the Crusaders. Prior to Holy Cross, she played and later served as head coach at her alma mater, Wesleyan University in Connecticut. She hails from one of the great coaching families. Her father and two brothers coached the Patriots, and they all got their start as lacrosse players. We're just days away from the start of a new 17-game regular season for Crusader lacrosse. Coach Belichick and her team are on the road at Fairfield Saturday, February 11th, and she's kind enough to join us for a season preview. Coach, welcome to Seder Stories. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. Must be so nice to get back to playing someone not wearing a purple or white jersey. What's the energy like for you and your team as you get set for your first regular season game in nine months? We are very excited to be in a game week and that natural, you know, feeling of energy that comes with competition is definitely, it, it, we're definitely feeling it. It's happening. We're excited. Women's lacrosse is such a compacted schedule every spring. What's the key to keeping your program momentum going during that long off season? I think it's, you know, keeping them, keeping them competitive. I think finding ways to be competitive in practice and, you know, keeping them energized, building our, you know, building on our team culture, our relationships, the connections on the team and, and really focusing on building and creating a great foundation so that when we get to this kind of rapid fire game couple months that we have a really strong base in, in who we are as, as a group. Time has really flown by. You now have seven campaigns in your pocket at Holy Cross. How would you say your program has grown the most during that time? Every year I'm impressed with how the team finds a way to level it up. They find a way to add on and build and, and get stronger and, you know, led by the seniors, they're ready to take on whatever they see as a need for the team. And this senior class this year is a really competitive group and they, they drive that every day in practice and, I think that's been something that's really been a staple of our year and what we feel at practice every day. But over the years, they've, they've identified kind of what we need and what will help us get better. And our team culture has been something that we've always emphasized and put a focus on. And, you know, finding ways to better each other every day has been a really important element of who we are. And um, that really comes from the players and their, their dedication and focus. Let me ask you about a couple of those seniors. You just named your team captains for 2023. How did Christine Fabrizi and Charlotte Whitstock earn those honors? Christine and Charlotte are incredible. And, and again, we have a great senior class, but I think the their, their intensity, their, their leadership, their connections, their ability to bring the team together, I think has really been something that has been unique about them. And you know, Christine is an incredibly competitive person who is really driven by that fight. Um, but she's also a great communicator and a great, you know, someone who really brings people together. And I think that that on the field element is has been something that we've always felt with her. She's she's just a natural leader and has really always had that in her. Charlotte plays with and brings a great intensity to, to everything she does. And she's also great 
at communicating individually with people, talking through things, supporting them and what they do. And I think they're both incredibly selfless players who will do anything, anything you ask them to do, they will be happy to do. And I think that's a great example and something that their teammates really look up to them on. When you talk about the the character of this program, the culture, the selflessness, how does that allow some of the other players, younger players in your program to break out and make the most of a Patriot League season ahead? One of the things that we talk a lot about in, in our program, we talk about it at practice is you know, having trust in, in the unit and believing that when you pass up an opportunity, it's for the team and it's because it's going to enable someone else to make a play and what you do will allow others to shine and that will always come back to you. And I think really watching them buy into that has been special this year. They, they believe in each other and, and really feel they, they have the buy-in of each other. And I think that's really cool. So you get out on the field with a group of people and they know that other people are going to be competing for that same thing and working towards it in a way that they can anticipate, which I think there's a sense of trust there, um, trust, accountability, you know, knowing that it's going to come back to you, you know, but it's not about the individual. It's about us being competitive as a team. I feel like through all these conversations with coaches like you, I've seen one of the big disconnects between fans, media, and coaches and players is people outside of programs say, what kind of goals are you setting in terms of wins? How far do you want to go in the postseason? Is it title or bust? When you're setting goals with your student athletes right now before a season, how do you talk about success as an end game? Knowing that it's going to come back to you you know, but it's not about the individual. It's about us being competitive as a team. I feel like through all these conversations with coaches like you, I've seen one of the big disconnects between fans, media, and coaches and players is people outside of programs say, what kind of goals are you setting in terms of wins? How far do you want to go in the postseason? Is it title or bust? When you're setting goals with your student athletes right now before a season, how do you talk about success as an end game? That's a great question. Um, you know, I think for us really focusing on one game at a time is important. You know, this is a, again, a senior class that has a really unique experience in their, their four years or their three years going into their fourth. Um, they had two seasons that were shortened due to COVID and, and last year was their really first full lacrosse season where we played a lot of one goal games and really tight games. And I think they're a lot of the motivation from them is to never settle for com just competing. We're taking that to the next level of, you know, controlling and, and doing what they set out to do, which is win. Um, this group came here wanting to compete and win. And, you know, I think it's not necessarily talking about winning a title. It's about, you know, winning a minute, winning a half, winning a quarter, winning, you know, a, a possession. And I think that being able to understand for them, the increments of that competition. And you know, one of the things we talk about at practice is just the, you know, the concept of iron sharpens iron. And, you know, when we can compete with each other, we're going to make you better so that when we're facing someone else, we can all come together and, and compete against them. And, 
if we're used to competition, then we're going to be able to, to take on those challenges in a, in a way that's going to allow us to be successful. When you look back on winning those minutes, winning those small challenges over the course of a season or a career, what have been some of the most meaningful accomplishments to you as a crusader? You know, I think there's been a lot of, you know, a good handful of, of big games and wins that we're really proud of. But I think that the things that stand out to me the most are just the moments where you're and, and they happen all the time, which is a, a blessing. Um, watching players do things they didn't think they could do, watching players try something and practice it and on their, you know, in an individual or in a small situation and then go out and it, res- it comes out in a drill and um Actually, we were, I was actually talking to one of our defenders last night at practice and we were, we were going into a drill and she was changing her penny. And I was like, oh, you're not an attacker. And I was like, actually, remember that time last year when you stepped in and played scout attack and it was, you were amazing. And, you know, we kind of just laughed about it, but they do things that they don't necessarily think they're capable of. And it's awesome. It's so, it's that part to me is just so rewarding. And you know, wanting to give them confidence to take on big challenges, to, you know, dream bigger than they thought they could. And then to feel that come to fruition, I think it's just so inspiring to me. Um, and if I can put anyone in a position where they're enabled, you know, empowered to, to do that, I think that's a great day for me. Let's take a short break. When we get back, we'll talk with Coach Belichick about her path to head coach at Holy Cross. That's next, right here on Seder Stories. At Fuel America, we've created a place for people to gather, to share their stories. We are a destination, and we are a starting point. Because Fuel America is not just our name, it's our mission. We are UMass Memorial Health, and innovation is something that defines us, that drives us to discover new ways to provide answers and hope, to provide opportunity and access and equity for everyone, to redefine what medicine can do and how it can heal relentlessly. Wegmans Meals To Go makes eating well extra easy. Power up with one of our poke bowls or poke salads. They're made with all your favorite sushi ingredients and served over your choice of greens or grains. Pick from shrimp, king salmon, ahi tuna, and more. And poke is just the beginning. Our fresh-made salads, hand-rolled sushi, and other favorites can be delivered right to your door with a simple tap or click. Order on the app or visit mealstogo.com. Select stores only. Minimum $20 order for delivery. Check availability in your area. The right way to top a sub is with real red wine vinegar made from red grapes and no food coloring. And the right way to film it is in slow motion. Obviously. Because authentic ingredients make a sub above. Whether you are looking at hosting a birthday party, corporate or youth team outing, church group, or just a night out with some friends, Holy Cross Athletics has just the experience to make your event unforgettable. Holy Cross Athletics offers a number of interactive group experiences where your groups can even have the option of adding food and drinks to your experience. For more information, please call 1-844-GO-CROSS or email us at tickets at holycross.edu. 
On Saturday, February 11th, Holy Cross celebrates National Girls and Women's in Sports Day at the Hart Center. Join the defending Patriot League women's basketball regular season champs as they chase back-to-back titles. That's Saturday, February 11th against American at 2 p.m. Get your tickets online at goholycross.com slash tickets. Welcome back to Seder Stories presented by UMass Memorial Health. I'm Kevin Gale, joined by Holy Cross women's lacrosse coach Amanda Belichick. It seems like lacrosse is part of the fabric of your family. Your father, Bill, played lacrosse in high school and at Wesleyan. Your brothers also played at the college level. When did your love for the sport really begin to take shape? I think growing up, my lacrosse was sort of the outlet sport. It was the the sport we played in the backyard. We had a um, we had this big, it wasn't even a net. It was like a metal frame grounded in our yards so there were two big holes that it stuck in it didn't move it was there year round it was the it was the sport my dad played for fun and kind of this the thing we always did together it wasn't you know let's go throw a football it was let's go play lacrosse and I think as I grew up and as we all started playing I'm the oldest of my brothers and I and so I started playing some of those you know competitive type games first I guess or in a more competitive setting I guess and it was I I always thought it was cool that my sport was different but it was the same ball in the same net so we could always go back to the backyard and shoot together and you know the sport itself was different but it was it was just a great backyard family sport and and I remember on fourth of July we would you know have this bucket of sticks that were like they were gross, you know, old, some were nice, some were bad. Like they were just like a mess, but you know, people would come over and we had this sort of party in our backyard, I guess. But you know, it was that lacrosse was what we played. That was the sport. So for me, it was really like a, a thing that brought us, it, it was always a sport that brought us all together. As I got older and I, one of the memories I have of my dad, especially was it was always a joke of whether he was a righty or a lefty. Like his pride was always, you know, no one knew what hand he was. I still, I'm sure he's a righty, but I genuinely am not sure. I think that always sort of instilled the skill element in me. I always thought, okay, well, if that's what is his pride, you know, that to me always translated in skills. So stick work was something I always really took a lot of pride in. And that was something I always hung my hat on. And so I always had pretty good stick skills. And I'm pretty sure that's how I ended up being able to make varsity, you know, in high school. And, and I wasn't ever, you know, a super fast, that, 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 that wasn't my thing. So I'm pretty sure stick work was my ticket the whole way through. So we'll, we'll certainly give my dad credit for that and, and instilling that as an important element of the game. And, you know, but that my brothers and I, that was always just something we did together. It was just a, a family thing. Those stick skills certainly paid off at Wesley. And by 2006, you post an impressive 52-point season. You ascend to team captain as a senior. Did you start to envision a future in coaching at any point during your playing career? I didn't, no. Um, my, I, I remember as a senior having a, I was in my coach's office and I remember her saying, you would be a great coach. Have you thought about coaching? And I, I remember responding, absolutely not. No, that's, I'm not going there. That's, we're not doing that. I had done internships in advertising, you know, that seemed like a great glamorous. I mean, I didn't know anything about it, but it seemed like a great idea. 
And when I graduated, I didn't have a job and I was working over the summer in Nantucket and there was an opening. My, my college coach emailed me. They had an opening for the head lacrosse coach position at Choate. And it was, you know, 20 minutes away from Wesleyan. So I had also gone to boarding school. So seemed like a great fit, like, sure, why not? And I, I got the job and, but it was, you know, coaching lacrosse at a prep school is not a full-time job. It's, it's a very, you know, it's another thing that you do. And so I was, I lived in a dorm. I worked in the admission office. I was filling in, um, for a maternity leave for the sports information director. I did all these, I taught a health class. I did all these random things. And, but, and I also coached soccer and ice hockey. And so the soccer and ice hockey was great because it kind of was a, I was an assistant. I got to kind of see how things worked. And then in the spring, I got to coach the lacrosse team. And um, it was, it was a great opportunity for me. And I think what I learned that first year was that coaching, practice every day. That was my favorite part of the day. That was what I loved doing. That was, that was the fun part. And I think in a great way, all those other skills that I was able to acquire while I was at Choate, and I'm so grateful for that opportunity have all really um, been, they've been so beneficial in my career. I go back to that, those, the two years I spent at Choate, I go back to them to this day of things that I learned while I was there that are applicable to my job now and um, just really enjoyed and and learned so much in that time. So you parlay all those experiences, coaching all those different sports, recruiting people to campus, and then make the jump to assistant coaching in D1 at UMass and Ohio State, which leads to one of the cool, surreal, full circle moments, I would assume, of your career. You get a chance to coach the Buckeyes at Gillette Stadium. What was that like for you as a young assistant coach? I mean, it was awesome. It was, um, you know, I think we, we had started playing games in the shoe at Ohio state and like, that was uh, and also just crazy cool. I mean, it's this huge stadium and yeah, it, it, it was, it was an incredible experience. And I think to come back to new England and to be able to do it in a place I was so familiar with it, it was awesome. I mean, it was, it was an incredible experience. It was great to be able to, you know, and I think these are sort of those home field perks, but, you know, to have my dad and brother were kind of just wandering around the sidelines and, you know, like, how cool was that? That would never happen at any other venue. Um, So it was, it was really neat. Was there feedback given after that game too? Does your dad still chime in from time to time? Because I I know he watches and absorbs more than people might, might understand. (laughs) He's funny. His, um, my dad's two things that he always seems to harp on are clearing and shooting shot selection. And he'll say, can you clear? If you can't clear, you can't play offense and hitting posts. He always seems to know exactly how many posts you've hit. And in his mind, those are just slight adjustments. It's all about the adjustments. What adjustments are you making? And um, he'll say he doesn't, he knows a lot more than he said, he'll give himself credit for, but, but they're really, those are, they're great examples of just fundamental things that with a couple adjustments, those two things change a game, how many possessions you have on offense and turning pipe shots, shots that go by, go by a goalie and then rebound need to turn into goals and you have a different game usually. 
Um, so it's it's funny the way he when he gives that kind of feedback and how it translates um, when he's watching. The opportunity to serve as head coach at your alma mater must be a true honor. After these assistant coaching stops, you go back to Wesleyan. As you look back on that time now, what impact did you leave on the program that that mattered most to you? It was completely a surreal experience to be able to go back to Wesleyan. And I loved my experience as a student athlete there. I wouldn't have changed it for anything. It was, you know, really just one of it. I, I loved my time there. And knowing what I know about Division One now, first of all, I'm not even sure I could have handled it, but you know, because I loved, I loved the, I played club ice hockey at Wesleyan. I, I did a bunch of other things that I wouldn't have had the opportunity to do. And it's something I really admire about division one athletes. Um, I loved my experience there and I was so excited to go back and to coach that team. It's a, I think where one of the things that, that I guess I didn't realize I, I, I knew, but I didn't realize as a player was how much off season there is. And I think, you know, even going back to, again, my time at Choate where going to practice was the best part of the day. And at Choate, I had the opportunity to coach three sports. So I wasn't coaching lacrosse, but I got to go to practice every day in division one, you get to practice a lot. And I think that was one of the biggest differences that I really wasn't prepared for as a coach at Wesleyan. And I think one of the things that I give those student athletes and coaches so much credit for is it's a really hard to build and maintain team camaraderie, team culture when you can't be on the field. And I think there's a different level of dedication and commitment that's required at, and it, it, it's just different. And I think that it was so it was so incredible to be back there. I think, you know, Mike Whalen, their athletic director is, is done an incredible job there. There's incredible people. Um, Kim has done a great job in their program and I've just watching their success has been incredibly, I'm so proud as an alum to have been a part of that program. And, um, you know, I, I am really proud of, of the time that I had there and what we, you know, hopefully we're able to, to set a little bit of a, you know, a, a little bit of a, a, a start for what she's accomplished, but, but Kim has just done an incredible job there. And, um, and those players work really hard and, and have done, have done a lot of great things in that program. With that new understanding of the value of time back at the D one level, when the Holy cross head coaching job opens up, was that part of the appeal saying, I want to get back to the top level. I want to work more closely, more at length with student athletes to be great in this sport. Absolutely. And I mean, I, I go back to what we talked about before in just terms of the skills that you, that are the skill work, the skill work is one of the, the best parts for me personally. I love that. I love, I, I think skill development is critical to success and that was really, that was really an exciting, exciting piece for me. Um, just being able to work with the players every day and, and have that, that time to develop. Let's take one last break. When we return, we'll talk with coach Belichick about the growth of women's lacrosse right here on Seder stories. 
Hello, I'm Richard Carr of Carr Financial. As a proud alumnus and sponsor of Holy Cross Athletics, I know the importance of making a game plan to set up your team for success. Why should preparing for your financial future be any different? At Carr Financial, our dedicated advisors have decades of experience helping people, like you, put together a customized financial plan. Contact Carr Financial today and let us guide you toward a life of success as you define it. Call 508-795-0264 or visit carfinancial.com. We are UMass Memorial Health, and innovation is something that defines us, that drives us to discover new ways to provide answers and hope, to provide opportunity and access and equity for everyone, to redefine what medicine can do and how it can heal relentlessly. Getting that perfect slice is satisfying, fulfilling, and rewarding too. But we don't do it for fun. We do it for fresh. Slice to order makes a sub above. Holy Cross Athletics is proud to have passionate corporate sponsors who are committed to supporting our teams and student athletes. Sponsors not only support Holy Cross, but also gain significant marketing exposure through in-venue signage, digital elements, promotional campaigns, and much more. To become a corporate partner, please contact Frank with Crusader Sports Properties at 908-625-1947. On February 18th, Holy Cross celebrates the 50th anniversary of Title IX and co-education at Holy Cross. Join us for Women's Basketball Senior Day at the Heart Center as head coach Maureen McGarity and the Crusaders host Colgate at 2 p.m. You can get your tickets at GoHolyCross.com slash tickets. I'm Kevin Gale, voice of the Crusaders, welcoming you back to Seder Stories, presented by UMass Memorial Health. I'm thrilled to be joined again by Holy Cross women's lacrosse head coach, Amanda Belichick. As we celebrate the 50-year legacy of Title IX, I've got to ask you, Coach, how would you say opportunities for girls and women's lacrosse players have changed over the course of your career as a player and coach? I mean, it feels like it's growing every year. Um, I mean, to think back to when I was in college and how many programs have added and how many more girls are playing. Um, you know, when I was in high school, I went, to, I went to boarding school, so it was a little bit different, but a lot of my peers, we didn't have club teams. We didn't have the same kind of development opportunities even that that I feel like players do now and you know I, I'm so grateful for being in a place where I could play three sports and and get have you know have great coaches at Andover I'm still in touch with coaches who I had in all sports there and I think that's that's something that was so valuable for me I think seeing the types of training venues that are available now and the the strength conditioning and the nutrition and the skill development, the information that's out there. And then it's also watching players who graduate go back into coaching and whether it's private lessons or teaching, you know, at their back at their club where they played, um, coming back into the coaching level, going into club programs, um, coaching in high schools. I think there's so many players who are continuing to invest. And because there's so many more schools that offer it, those opportunities are just growing. And so it's requiring more people to give back. And I think because we're the, the growth and the, 
the commitment to the sport is growing simultaneously. And I think that's been something that has been just incredible to watch and to be a part of. In terms of your program specifically, Holy Cross Women's Lacrosse, what has to happen next to take this program to that level, that championship level, that place you want to get and really set a legacy and a standard here? I think we're on the right track. I think we are, we're continuing, as I talked about before, we're continuing to raise the bar for ourselves. And I think even something that you feel in within the athletic department, the support for each other, the the commitment to Holy Cross, the commitment to supporting our our peer sports. And, you know, I think, you know, one of the things I feel like we think about as women is, you know, the the quote of empowered women empower women. And watching each sport, you know, watching the student athletes here help raise each other up, we can do this. And, you know, you see the success in other sports, women's basketball and, and what they've done and watching football, you know, success is possible here. And I think that's really creating a sense of confidence in this department and this community of, we can do this. I mean, we have beautiful facilities. We have and it's, and it's, you talk about team culture as foundational, it's, it's your department culture, it's your school culture. And I think that that's something that Kid Hughes has done an incredible job focusing on and really putting an emphasis on since he's, he's come to Holy Cross of, no, we were, if we're not fans, who's going to be fans? We have to be behind each other. And I think that's something that our, our players are really embodying. And, you know, when they, all right, well, if people are going to come to our games and yeah, let's put on a show. And, you know, I think there's, there's just an overall level of confidence that I think is raising and um, that empowerment, I think is, is critical to success. Who's behind you, who's supporting you. And when you support each other, you get support back. And we've seen your family supporting you at Holy Cross games as well. How special is it for all of you, your dad, your brothers, yourself to all live here in new England and share these experiences as coaches? I think as, as a, a person who grew up with a coaching father moved around, um, I have never, this is my eighth year at Holy Cross. I've never lived anywhere for eight years. This is the longest I've ever been anywhere in my life. And I think I, when, when I made the decision to pursue coaching as a career, this in my head was never even an option um, to be somewhere for eight years, but let alone to, to be near my family. The fact that my dad and my brothers live less than an hour, work less than an hour from me, and we can go to each other's games and support each other and use each other as resources. That was never even a possibility for me. Um, and, and and I'm so grateful for that. And I think having a support system, we all know that having your parents in the stands or having your friends in the stands is, you know, those are your people who are your biggest fans. And for me, like everyone else, it's, it's being in a location where your family is able to support you is incredible. That's so wonderful to hear. Holy Cross has really become a home for you. Absolutely. I, I love this place. And um, it's it's been a place that every year I learn something new about the people here, whether it's faculty members or different offices on campus. I love being a part of this community and am 
have enjoyed, there's so many amazing people here in, in the students and the people who work here and the people in our department. It's, it's an incredible community and, um, you know, it, it, it's a great place to work. Coach, this has been great, but before we let you go, we always wrap up our coaching shows with a set of rapid fire questions. So just give us the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. Most, most goals you've ever scored in a game as a player. I have no idea. What's the best lacrosse stick? The original Amante, Brian Amante. If you weren't a coach, what would be your job? Teacher. When you're not coaching, what's your hobby? I have a, I have two toddlers. My toddlers are my hobby right now. That takes up all your time. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite TV show? Survivor. Favorite place to vacation? Anywhere warm, Nantucket though. I thought Nantucket would be the Nantucket, answer. Nantucket, but anywhere warm. <laughs> Favorite spot on Holy Cross's campus? Oh, that's a great question. Like, I want to say Father K, but it's actually the library in Smith Hall. And last but not least, what's the best part of your job? Working with the amazing student athletes at Holy Cross. Coach Belichick, thank you so much for joining us. This has been awesome to talk to you today. We wish you and your team all the best with the new season ahead. Let's see you again soon, okay? Best of luck. Thank you. And my thanks to everyone for tuning in to Seder Stories. I'm Kevin Gale. Go Cross Go. Thank you for listening to this episode of Seder Stories, presented by UMass Memorial Health. Stay in the loop on all things Holy Cross athletics at GoHolyCross.com and at GoHolyCross on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Go Cross Go.